Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here and welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show Live, brought to you as always by Ballast Point Brewing Company. I got my grapefruit sculpin here. Now, last time I opened one of these, it overflowed all over my uh, keyboard. So, I'm going to be a little more careful this time, but I need one of these. It is super hot here in San Diego. Ow. I'm doing it again. Guess I got an over over carbonated batch or something. <laughs> foam is beer. Ergo, foam is good. Dang. So anyway, like I said, last time I got those, I opened one of these. It overflowed, and this one uh, did the exact same thing. I don't know why. So. Do you guys drink Ballast Point uh, beers? Do you have a favorite? Grapefruit Sculpin's one of mine. But I have to go pick up some no, some more beer. So uh, if you guys have a favorite that maybe I should try, let me know. Uh, cheers to you all. Like I said, it's pretty hot here in San Diego. It's about 87 degrees. It's been quite chilly, so quite a difference. So anyway, we're brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company, as well as all those sponsors that are scrolling across the bottom right there. Uh, Seaguar, Jackson Kayak, our new one, NRS, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Yak Attack, a lot of great people, a lot of great sponsors, Warner Paddle, Standard Horizon has been with us for such a long time. Um, actually, they're probably one of the sponsors has been with us the longest now. Uh, of course, Siegler Reels, Band of Anglers, who uh, joins us. Patrick Seville joins us every Tuesday. Uh, Ray Marine. Um, like I said, um, if you haven't been paying attention, Patrick Seville has been joining us every Tuesday. Let me throw this up here just so you can see it. Um, every Tuesday and offering a discount on his lures. So for the first day, you get a 20% discount. Uh, for the remainder of the week, you get a 15% discount. Those are the codes right there. And after the end of the six weeks that he is joining us uh, at the beginning of each show, um, we will be drawing a, uh, what, a, where'd it go? Let's hide that. Show that. There we go. <laughs> Things aren't working for me today. <laughs> um, a, a $150 custom pack of lures that Patrick will pick out for you. So you tell him where you're fishing, what kind of stuff you like to do, and he will pick out a, uh, a package. But to win that, you do need to participate. We do need questions, comments, thumbs ups, shares, all that stuff. Um, and before we get going as well, I want to remind people that you can watch our shows here on Facebook. Uh, you can watch them uh, on our show page. You can watch them on our group page and also at kayakfishingtales.com, which is our YouTube channel. Um, Facebook has kind of been stomping on us lately and not giving us the reach that we normally get. 
if you go to Kayak Fishing Tales and you watch it over there, you can subscribe and you're more likely to get notifications of the show. So uh, not trying to get people to walk away from Facebook, but um, YouTube works a little bit better if you want to be notified each time we go live. I do have a few comments here. Eric, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. Ty, thanks for joining us all the way from England. That is awesome. Uh, Liam, always watching on Kayak Fishing Tales. Uh, Esteban, watching from Fort Myers. Esteban is actually going to be our guest uh, next Tuesday. So we'll be uh, airing an episode from season seven, uh, where we are in uh, Costa Rica at Aguila de Osa. And um, we were there along with Esteban and Blackbeard Fishing Company. And so he will be my guest during the live show next Tuesday. So I hope you can join us for that. It's an awesome, awesome place. Um, Zach, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. As you're not supposed to shake the can before opening. Yeah, I know. That actually, actually was the thing is, like I said, I opened one of these um, grapefruit sculpins um, a couple shows ago. And it totally overflowed all over my keyboard and I had not shaken it up. I, you know, and so grabbed a beer out of the fridge, out of my beer fridge today. And, um, this one did the same thing. And I, it happens sometimes you just get a batch of them that are just like over carbonated or whatever. And they make a little bit of a mess. It's okay. It's still good. Um, Wet Bandit Baits and Jigs. Thanks for watching us at Kayak, Kayak Fishing Tales. I appreciate it. Dave Fowler, how you doing, man? And Dave Massengill, how are you? Uh, thanks for joining us here. Uh, I really appreciate all you guys who you join us every week. And, you know, like I said, our, our reaches for, for whatever reason, um, Facebook has just been stomping on us. And, you know, we have about 170,000 followers on Facebook and it's going out to less than 1% of our followers. So um, I believe if you are if you join the Kayak Fishing Show group, you're more likely to get notified. And if you, again, watch it at Kayak Fishing Tales, you are more likely to get notified. But uh, what you guys can do for us, again, is commenting, interacting, engaging, and sharing. That's always a big, big help. So... Um, kayakfishingtails.com right there. So, and again, if you guys have questions on any aspect of kayak fishing, I'm always happy to answer them, whether it's it pertains to this particular episode. Uh, you know, if this is, if you are new to this every Tuesday and Thursday, uh, Tuesdays, we uh, air the Jackson kayak ears on Thursdays. We air the ocean kayak ears. Some of the really older stuff like today is from season two from 2010. So, uh, you know, we're, we're now at season 12. So uh, we've been on the air for quite a while and having a great time doing it. And someday I'll actually be able to go shooting again. It's been now, let's see, the last time I shot our show was right at the end of February. It really was right as COVID started getting going. And we weren't quite sure we were going to be able to, what we had to go through to get back from that shoot. And that was in the Bahamas. So it's been almost a year since I have shot the show. And it'll be over a year before I shoot the show because uh, right now I just have one shoot tentatively scheduled for um, for uh, March. And one of the issues we have is my shooters, my camera guys, my production company is in Canada. 
Heliconia Press, who produces my show, are in Canada. And now, as of yesterday, there's even greater rules for coming in and out of the United States and in and out of Canada. So, I mean, having to have uh, clear COVID tests and all that to get in and out of the country. So, um, it, it's not easy when you have your shooters aren't in the same country as you. So, uh, we're going to try and get things done and trying to get back on the road because, you know, <laughs> I haven't I haven't fished. I Well, I fished, but I haven't, you know, done what I love to do, which is sharing these different destinations. So, um, what's <laughs> But Dave, I subscribe and follow. I like your show over others because I'm a paddle guy, not a peddler. Yeah, well, I mean, I do a little bit of peddling, but I, I am a paddler. I, I, I love paddling. Um, but Zach, YouTube is a page is a great place to watch replays of some old replays. Yeah, it's actually, it's a lot easier to navigate if you're looking for old episodes. It's a lot easier to navigate through Kayak Fishing Tales to find the old episodes than it is on Facebook. So it's, um, that's a tough one. Tim, uh, move out of California. <laughs> well, you know, I'm born and raised here. My wife is born and raised here. San Diego is actually an awesome place if it wasn't for our um, politics. And I'm not going to even get into that because that's not what this show is about. It's not about politics. But, uh, and besides, it gets me all riled up and gives me a headache. So, um, but again, the, the, the issues aren't California. You know, it, it's the entire country, you know, with the COVID thing is, like I said, our our guys can't get in and out of the country um, without having this, you know, like I said, clear tests. And then, my, like I said, the thing is, they get to have a clear test to get into California. And then while they're here, they have to take another test to get back into Canada. So, the, the, like I said, it just becomes difficult. So, but we're trying to, trying to move forward and we do have shoots scheduled. Um going to be going to Louisiana uh, and because that's such an awesome fishery there. And we're also going to be going to um, planned anyway, to go fishing with Patrick Sabeel at his place in Florida. So, you know, pa Patrick is always fun to fish with and he's so knowledgeable. It's amazing. Uh, Esteban Costa Rica jungle tarpon. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I, I, I need to go somewhere, man. Uh, unfortunately, because of everything we are only shooting you know my shows travel we go all over the world uh, my producer has told me we are only doing domestic this year uh just because of these travel issues so unfortunately there will be no costa rica jungle tarpon this year but maybe next year um what's that chris lewis your trip to banff has been delayed twice now yeah it's it's a tough one but uh so our episode today is actually again it was shot here in san diego um, what we used to do was, uh, cause we would shoot 13 episodes a season and if we missed things, you know, if there was sponsor stuff, we need to do anything like that. Uh, my videographer would just come and stay with me here in San Diego and we'd knock out that work. And if the fishing was good or whatever, we would go out and fish here also, and maybe try to get an episode. And that's what we did here. Um, we did a, a variety of fishing. We fished on San Diego Bay, which you can see the view right behind me there. That's the Coronado Bridge here in San Diego. Um, we went and fished in La Jolla uh, during a squid bite. So we caught live squid. And 
um, we went hoop netting with uh, Scott Sherman, who is a politician actually here in San Diego uh, and, and a friend of mine. Um, but the thing is, like I said, we just did it as a, he had to, my videographer had to come here to shoot this extra stuff. And then we tried to knock out an episode. It wasn't always at the best. Like it wasn't the time I would say, Hey, come here. This is our best fishing time. It's more like here. This is when he can be here. Well, let's try and make something work. San Diego Bay, always a good fishery. Um, it, it's not big fish, it's spotted bay bass, um, but it, it's consistent. And uh, generally speaking, you know, on a, on a slow day fishing San Diego Bay, I'm gonna catch a dozen spotties. Um, so it, it's very rare that you have a really tough day. I've never been skunked out there, uh, but they're not big fish. They're just spotted bay bass. They fight kind of like a, um, a small mouth. Uh, as far as how they kind of bulldog you, get their nose down. Um, but they, they don't jump like a smallmouth will, but uh, they're a tough little fish and they're cooperative. So they're, they're very fun. Uh, so like I said, <coughs> excuse me, I haven't watched this episode in forever. So I'm just kind of going off of memory that we went spotted bay bass fishing. Then we went to La Jolla. Uh, my buddy Jeff Herman came into town from Texas uh, we fished with Paul Leibowitz, who is a good friend of mine, used to be the uh, editor of one uh, Western Outdoor News magazine, Kayak Angler magazine, Kayak Fish. I mean, he, he's a, a great friend and a, and a kayak angler for a long time. Um, Matt Moyer might be in this one. I don't remember. Um, but like I said, it's just fishing with the guys, having fun. So uh, let's get this episode going. And uh, if you have any questions, please, again, throw them up there. It always makes a better show if I can answer questions. Um, and uh, I ask again, if, if you can, please share these episodes with your friends. So let's let her roll. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, I'm heading home after a long season of traveling the world in search of some of the best fishing. I'm going to take you on a whirlwind tour of my hometown, hitting La Jolla for an all-star fishing session with some of my best friends from past shows. And then we're going to go out and go hoop netting for lobster with Scott Sherman. Stay tuned, because I'm heading home. At the forefront of any sport, you inevitably find someone pushing the limits. While kayak fishing has been exploding in popularity, Jim Sammons has been doing just that. Uh, yeah, look at these. Nice. From the seat of his ocean <laughs> kayak, Jim challenges the world's top game fish and puts his kayak fishing skills to the ultimate test. Never fought a kayak, have you, fish? From freshwater to saltwater, Jim's mission is simple to discover the best fishing destinations in the world and prove that anything is possible from a kayak.
The Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Ocean Kayak, makers of the Trident series of fishing kayaks. Ex officio, clothing, footwear, and gear for the adventurous spirit. Standard Horizon, nothing takes to the water like Standard Horizon. Maui Jim, eliminate glare, turn up the color. Scotty, the way to fish. Seagar, the inventors of fluorocarbon. And Yakima Rack Systems and Trailers. Take it easy. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, Jim Sammons is in his hometown of San Diego, California to fish the waters where it all began for him. Jim is joined by his good buddies, Matt Moyer and Paul Leibowitz, editor of Kayak Angler Magazine. By chance, Texan Jeff Bird's Nest Herman has rolled into town as well. Well, super excited today. Get to bring my friends out to La Jolla. Hope you guys are gonna enjoy our trip to La Jolla. This is my home grounds where I love to fish, where I grew up fishing. So uh, we're in the middle of winter. It's been like 90 degrees. It's just been incredible weather. There's been some fish around. There's been some live squid around. We're gonna go catch some live squid and hopefully turn those into big fish. From Houston, Texas, Jeff Bird's Nest Herman has been a major part of Jim's adventures in kayak fishing. Jim and Jeff first hooked up in Texas, where Jeff took Jim to the flats of Galveston on the hunt for redfish and trout. The following year, the guys explored the cold flowing rivers of Montana with their fly rods. Just this past year, Jim and Jeff hooked up again in Jacksonville, Florida to take part in the Jacksonville Kayak Fishing Classic, the world's largest kayak fishing tournament. But now it's time for Jim to show Jeff his backyard fishery. Bagels! Can't beat a day like that. And in, in your fish with a little bit of bagel and lox on shore, that's good stuff. Matt Moyer is Jim's best friend and number one fishing partner. Although Matt stays busy as the head chef of the prestigious La Jolla Country Club, he's always willing to take a few hours off to hit the surf in search of big fish. The plan is to catch fish. How are we doing that, Matt? Rods and reels oh, good. and kayaks. <laughs> the standard plan. It's really not complicated. Paul Leibowitz is the editor of Kayak Angler Magazine and has spent the last three years of his life fighting for the rights of recreational anglers in California. Paul is one of the busiest guys in the world of kayak fishing, but he still manages to drop lines with friends whenever he can. November, San Diego. Don't you wish you were here? Stay tuned. Jim has a big week planned in San Diego, fishing the patties for calico bass and heading out late night to hoop net for lobster. San Diego never disappoints. It's funny, it's kind of bouncing around. Um, back in the early days, they would just edit them and I never looked at them, I never saw them. And uh, you know, it says we're gonna be in La Jolla, then we're in La Jolla, then we're on the bay, and now we're back in La Jolla. Um, it's always funny to see, to look at the early episodes, you know, we've learned a lot over the years. So, it's, but it's always fun to go back and watch these old ones. Get past. Come back to the kayak fishing show with Jim Sammons. This week's episode is brought to you by Scotty and their full line of kayak fishing accessories, including rod holders, kayak stabilizers, and mini downriggers. Check them out at scottypaddlesports.com. This week, Jim is joined by a few of his best friends in the fishy waters of La Jolla. 
La Jolla is considered by many to be the birthplace of kayak fishing. In fact, it was here that Jim first fought and landed a marlin from his kayak. The fishing possibilities in La Jolla are endless. On any given day, you might hook up with yellowtail, tuna, or thresher sharks. But this is the time of year for yellowtail, and to catch them, the guys are going to need bait. The best bait around is fresh-caught squid, and that's where the mission begins. All right, well, we're sitting here at uh, my home grounds in La Jolla, and um, there's a little bit of a wintertime bite going on, and uh, that is always keyed by live squid, and we have some live squid here. So spending the morning um, loading up the bait tank with live squid uh, using what's called a candy catcher or squid jig, and um, just basically dropping it down. You feel them kind of tap on it. Just give it a quick jerk and it kind of impales them. They get stuck on these jigs. There's no barbs. So you got to just kind of keep a steady wind once they get on there. And uh, once you get them up, they basically just fall off the off the jig right up into your lap. <laughs> Dude, actually you bred those up and fry them. They're so good. I'd say I did this again the other day. I uh, had a little bit of a cough and muted my mic and um, forgot to unmount, mute it, but uh, got it back on. So anyway, I had a couple things here. Um, that bait tank right at the back of Matt's uh, kayak uh, is one that I make, uh, or I used to make. I, I, had, I made the very first production bait tanks for kayaks out here. And it was a fiberglass tank with a built-in battery compartment and all that. So it was a very cool little unit. And then some dude uh, totally knocked it off and made a roto-molded mold of it and totally knocked it off. And so it's like, well, he's undercutting me by about 150 bucks. And I was hardly making any money on those things as it was. So I just stopped making them. But there's a few of those bait tanks still floating around out there. Um, the other thing was, as Matt was saying, is that the, the cool thing about catching squid for bait is if you don't catch any fish, the squid are awesome. Go home, fry them up. You know, you got that fried calamari, uh, which I know we did on this trip because we caught so many squid. So you can have a nice feast on your bait after you're done. I'm down. Yeah. We call it the candy. Candy bait. Everything eats them. Yeah, yellowtail, white sea bass, albatross will come and munch them. They just fire up the whole food chain when they do their thing. It's a double rainbow. <laughs> what does it mean? It's almost a triple rainbow. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> With a tank full of squid, it's time to see what La Jolla has to offer. By the way, squid bite. They have a little beak on them. And that guy. <laughs> this is what always freaks me out about squid. They can grab you back. Oh no! Big school of oh, it's a big ass school of jumbo freaking mackerel. I swear to God, dude, there was like fifty of them followed this thing up. That is a big freaking mackerel. <laughs> Is that a bonita? Got the smallest of the bonita. true tunas here, a bonita. And this isn't a very large specimen. It gets pretty chunky. Oh, look at that. 
Fuck yeah! It's another mackerel! Look at that quality mackerel! That's a little sugar bag. So that's one of the problems when you have uh, a squid float going on. Some, it's hard to get past all of these other fish to get to the, the bigger game fish sometimes. Although kayak fishing is a very safe activity and something that almost anyone can enjoy, there are some simple safety rules to follow. And this is what Jim Sammons talks about in this week's kayak fishing tip. Brought to you by Ocean Kayak makers of the Trident series of kayaks and the Torque, featuring a Minn Kota motor. A lot of people think I'm a little crazy for going after big game fish on my kayak. A lot of thought, preparation, and experience go into each one of our adventures to keep them as safe as possible. Staying safe kayak fishing starts with acknowledging the potential dangers and making smart decisions that minimize the risks. Now, I always tell new kayakers that the most important safety item they can bring with them out on the water is common sense. I know that sounds pretty simple, but too often I've watched kayak anglers get so excited about getting on fish that they leave their common sense on shore. Fortunately, most walk away with only a bruised ego and some lost gear, but things could have taken a turn for the worse. Every area that you'll fish has its own hazards, but weather is something that always needs to be taken into consideration. The further from shore you go, the bigger the body of water and the more exposed you are to wind and waves, the more dangerous weather becomes. The solution, check the weather forecast as a habit before you head out. And if in doubt, don't paddle out. Now overall, I consider kayak fishing to be a very safe sport. And by using some common sense and making conservative decisions, it's easy to be safe out there. But sometimes things just go wrong and you need to be prepared when they do. That means being armed with the knowledge the equipment and the skills for dealing with situations that pop up. First and foremost, learn how to self-rescue. And if for some reason you can't reliably get yourself back into your kayak, you've got no choice. You've got to stay within easy swimming distance from shore. Secondly, you should always hit the water with a friend. Having a helping hand nearby is invaluable if a bad situation does pop up. It's also a really good idea to always let someone know where you're gonna be fishing and what time to expect you back. So if in the worst case scenario, if you do start getting blown out to sea, they know where to come looking for you. When it comes to safety equipment, here are a few safety items that you'll always find on me or my kayak, whether I'm bass fishing on a small lake or tuna fishing offshore. First off, and the most important, is your PFD. And unless you're fishing in only two feet of water in the flat somewhere, you need to be wearing it. Next off, my standard Horizon HX851 VHF radio with a built-in GPS. I also always bring with me my cell phone in a dry box and a first aid kit that's in a dry bag. Keep in mind, just bringing safety gear isn't enough. It's also gotta be accessible when you need it. For example, I know of a guy who because of a faulty internal bait tank flooded the hull of his kayak. And though he had a handheld bilge pump with him, it was inside the hall and he couldn't reach it when he needed it most. Now that's some tough luck, but we can learn from it. Keep your safety gear somewhere that you can reach it. And if you flip your kayak, make sure that it'll float or is attached to the kayak. 
This is just a quick rundown of some of your safety considerations, and you're going to want to know the issues that relate to your area specifically. Until next time, I'm Jim Sammons, and that's your kayak fishing tip of the week. For more tips and tricks and some incredible kayak fishing action, check out Kayak Fishing Tales Web TV at kayakfishingtales.com. With the bite shut down at La Jolla, Jim and Bird's Nest pack it up and head to San Diego Bay for the afternoon to hook up a few bass. Structure on the bottom here, Jim. I'll take that. Look at that. Spotted bay bass. Read them in the They are pretty, though, aren't they? The fruit. It's a monster. Here we are in November downtown san diego fishing in i mean literally in downtown san diego beautiful sunny day catching fish doesn't get much better than that Come here, you'll be a bugger. Ah, uh, a little spotted bay bass out of Little Bay here. Fishing on the bottom. They're not big, but they're fun. They put a little tug on there, and they're sure pretty. Spotted bay bass. These are the things you got to look out for on these fish. They got spines here. These are all really sharp. They also have spikes on the base of their uh, gill plate. These things are very sharp. Yep. Their teeth are very sharp. So, uh, Never a good day of bass fishing usually means some puncture wounds and some cuts. But uh, what a fun way to fish right here in downtown San Diego. This guy just spit uh, a bunch of razor fine water. San Diego Bay. Jim Jim walloped me 18 to 7. 17 to 7. I don't know. He lapped me. Stay tuned to the kayak fishing show. When we come back, Jim is going to show us how to catch Pacific lobster from a kayak using nothing but a hoop net. So uh, I saw there was a question here from Zach. Uh, what's your favorite of the three salty bass to target? Well, I like them all. Um, spotted bay bass because, like I said, they're so cooperative. You know, I've never been skunked on San Diego Bay, so if you just want to go out and go out catching and have some fun uh, with buddies or with a kid, it, it's such a super cooperative fishery. So always fun. The thing about spotties, world record spotty is only like five pounds, um, so they're not nearly as large as your calico bass or your sand bass, uh, which are both, I think, world records around 14 pounds. Um, but because they are cooperative and for their size, they they put up a good fight. I really like the spotties. Um, 
my favorite though is calicos. I love fishing calico bass, um, mainly because they're more structure related and fishing for them in the boiler rocks uh, or in the heavy kelp, you know, getting up in there in that wild water that's moving around so turbulent, um, particularly places like Cedrus Island where you saw us fishing in the uh, past episodes um, or San Clemente Island out here. I mean, it's funny because I, I've done the San Clemente Island trip, you know, many times. And a lot of times there's a bunch of guys on that trip from Northern California and they go to San Clemente and they're like, I want to go catch a yellowtail. And I'm like, I'm going to, yeah, fun with that. <laughs> I'm going to go inside, fish the boiler rocks for calicos because your potential of catching a really trophy calico bass is great. And, you know, I love catching yellowtail. They're fun. They're strong. They're, you know, they're definitely one of my favorite fish to catch. But uh, if I can get out to that island, I'm fishing calicos for the most part because uh, I love that being in that turbulent water. Um, like I said, I mean, the one time I've actually been off my kayak was out at San Clemente Island. I got destroyed by a big wave in the boiler rocks. I mean, it's just, it's just adrenaline. It's just super exciting to be in there. And, and uh, that's one of the things I really like about it. Um, <clears throat> the funny thing is, is the three bass species, I said uh, spotted bay bass, um, you rarely find outside the bay. Sand bass, you find inside the bay and outside the bay. And then calico bass, you don't find a whole lot of them inside the bay, maybe out at the right at the mouth. Generally, you find them out um, out in the kelp beds. Uh, all three of them have a legal limit size of 14 inches. So to get a 14-inch sand bass or a calico bass isn't that difficult. Uh, to get a 14-inch spotted bay bass is very difficult. Um, there was a tournament last week a spotted bay bass tournament only. Uh, my buddy Matt, who was in this at the beginning, he and his partner got one legal fish. There was only, a, I think it's a five fish limit. There was only one limit caught in the tournament. Uh, a two fish, if you caught two fish, you were in the money in this tournament. So getting a legal size spotty is tough. And um, the guys who are dedicated to that, that kind of fishing, um, they do really well. A lot of them fish the docks and all that. Uh, and, uh, it's, uh, it's fun. They, they, they're fun. But, uh, like I said, to get a 14 incher, but that's also one reason there's a ton of them because most of these people who go out there fishing can't keep them because they rarely catch illegal. So it, it's a very good, good fish population and a ton of fun. So like I said, definitely one of my favorites. So, uh, I appreciate everybody being on here again. Um, if you're watching on, um, kayak fishing tales, or if you're not watching on kayak fishing tales, which is our YouTube channel, uh, I would highly recommend that you subscribe to kayak fishing tales. If you go over there and hit the subscribe button, that way you get notified of all of our live videos. Uh, and again, I ask, you know, if you can please help us out and give us that, those thumbs up and, uh, the doing comments and sharing our videos really, really helps with the reach so we can continue doing these things and getting our sponsors on board and keeping them all happy, particularly with this type of year where we haven't been able to do a whole lot of shooting and we haven't been able to do that extra stuff for our sponsors. This is what we're doing. And so I'm hoping people can help us out and spread the word and help support those sponsors that we, you know, scroll across the bottom all the time. And I'll do that right now. So, um, Again, I, I do appreciate that. And all you people who help us out and support the people who have, you know, helped support us. So let's uh, get this video rolling.
again. The Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Ocean Kayak. No, it's not. X No, it's not. Standard Horizon. Yes, it is. Maui Jim. Yeah, kind of is. Scotty. No, it's not. Seagar. <laughs> yes, it is. And Yak. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, over the years, the sponsors kind of come and go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, some of them have been around a long time. And uh, others, uh, like I said, they kind of change up. Welcome back to the Kayak Fishing Show with Jim Sammons. This week's episode is brought to you by Ex Officio and their Soul Cool line of clothing with ice fill technology that actually dissipates heat to provide a cooling effect. Ex Officio does Soul make cool excellent clothing, by the way. They're just no longer a sponsor of ours. Today, Jim is hooking up with Scott Sherman, a pro at catching lobster from a kayak. So we're down here on San Diego Bay, hooking up with my friend Scott Sherman. He's uh, He's been doing really well on the hoop netting lately, and uh, I've hoop net for lobster um never very successfully and only a couple times so scott's got this place pretty dialed in he's going to show us some secrets with the sun on its way down the guys hop in their kayaks to make the long paddle out to the fishing ground one of the locals okay obviously it's getting to be evening time that's the yep. key right yep anytime from sundown through the night because they come out at night that's when they're out crawling they come out from their holes yeah exactly they they, they hunker down during the daytime they don't come out Okay, what's one of the what's one of the other key? I mean, if, if I was looking at, at a key element that to say, hey, this would be a good night to go hooping. What what would that be? Tide flow, uh, a good sized tide flow. You know, not a moderate tide, but a, a big tide swing. Anything that's going to get the water moving, get the scent of the bait into the current and and flowing, and get the lobsters where they can smell that scent of the the dead bait in the water, gets them to come out and crawl and investigate, see where the scent's coming from, and hopefully they find your your, your hoop. Yeah, and we got. We got good stinky bait. I mean, it's uh, some old mackerel and freshly cut up today, boys. So we should be good. That's a keeper, no problem. I mean, having the right nets, we've got the uh, the Promar ellipticals, right? Yeah, we've got the Promar ambush, and we've got some of the Danielson and some volcano ones from over at Squidco, local place here. Um, we've got the spot. Hopefully, it'll be the right spot. Usually, when you're going for lobsters, you want to find structure, you know, rocks, weeds, kelp, whatever. There's a good area of structure. You don't, it's not good to set all the time on just a flat, sandy bottom. They don't, they'll come through sometimes when they're crawling, but it's better to find a structure and set next to it. Uh, fish finders are usually a key unless you're fishing a break wall or a jetty and you can see the structure right there then you can go up and set the hoop right next to the jetty and be ready to go um, how, long, how long do you generally let them soak you know it, it depends on the crawl um if they're moving I, the first the first set i usually let set for about 30 minutes mm -hmm. go and grab them if there are bugs in them and they're crawling and doing their thing then about every 20 minutes or so I'll pull them yeah the the hoop nets were set out the, the full moon was going behind point Loma over here behind us the coyote started howling at the moon and I was sitting out there just taking everything in and I've been hooked on bugging off the kayak ever since. Little guys. But it's become super popular too. I mean, it's it's a very popular element of kayak fishing and kayaking nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, especially down here in the, in the wintertime, you know, the lobster season turns on and the fishing usually turns off and it's, you know, rock cod and not much of the, the really happening kind of species. So lobster is a good way to fill in time and have a reason to get on the water. With just enough lobster for dinner, the guys make their way home for a feast. All right, Jeff. Sorry, right, man. Back. Thanks again, buddy. I really appreciate it. All right. We're nice done. Talk. If there's one thing that anglers enjoy as much as catching fish, 
it's showing off the photo or video of them catching the fish. And so this week, we're going to show you how to mount a video camera to your kayak to capture those priceless moments on this week's kayaking tip. Brought to you. So actually, this is kind of funny. Um, remember, this was 2010, I think. Um, you can see that GoPro there on my kayak. Literally, GoPros had really just come out. <laughs> um, because I think this was sh actually shot in 2009. So again, uh, GoPros had really just started to come out. So we do this really big, long how-to in this video here of how to mount your GoPro. And now there's so many different ways of doing it. I know I mentioned um, during that hoop netting segment that uh, you know it's become a very popular thing to do, kayak or hoop netting off of kayaks. Uh, it is crazy how many guys hoop net off of kayaks now. I mean, it, it, it's crowded. Um, I like doing it off my boat. It's a lot more comfortable. <laughs> it's still fun on the kayak and being out at night on the kayak is really cool. But with that many kayaks and boats out there hoop netting, um, it's a, it actually is a little bit of a safety issue. And guys, I saw guys out there with no lights on their boats at night hoop netting. It's like, dude, you are invisible. So um, make sure you're well lit if you're going to go hoop knitting in your kayak. Uh, I want to answer a question here, or actually there was one comment here. Um, Dragon Tails Fishing by Bobby. What's up, brother? Here from Florida. Just picked up a 2016 Kraken yesterday. Awesome. Did you get the 15 or the 13? <laughs> uh, 2016 is probably the 15, I'm thinking. So anyway, awesome. Still the, still, still the best fishing boat out there. <laughs> little biased. Now here, Will gives a very long explanation of rigging up your kayak for fishing or for shooting. Floating, submersible, handheld, VHF radio with GPS and waypoint navigation. One of the most common questions we get here at the kayak fishing show is how to mount a video camera to your kayak to shoot your fishing exploits. We all want to see ourselves on that big fish, and the only way to do it is to have a mounted camera. This year, GoPro has put out this small HD Hero mini camera. It has a wide-angle lens that is wide enough that with the camera just one or two feet behind you, you'll be able to shoot yourself from paddle tip to paddle tip, and that makes it perfect for what we're doing here at the Kayak Fishing Show. So that is Will Richardson. He uh, was my videographer for the first 11, 10 years, 10 years, I guess, of the show. He shot every single episode of my show uh, until last year. And then he uh, decided he was kind of sick of the travel. And um, now he works full time for Jackson Kayak. So uh, but still one of my best friends and uh, a great videographer and a, a fun guy to shoot with for all those years. I said, we were on the road together a lot. There's going to be a specific rig you're going to need to do what we do here. And that means you're going to need to order yourself the small handlebar mount. The reason why we use a small handlebar mount, you'll see in just a moment. Next, you're going to need a drill, some large threaded screws, a couple of Scotty rod mounts, and the Scotty safety pole. Make sure you get the one with the longest pole possible. We found there's three really good spots to mount the camera 
on the Trident series of kayaks. You can mount them in front to get the front shot, or there's two hard points right back here that you can put the mount on, and that leaves the GoPro camera within arm's reach so you can turn it on or off as you need to. To mount, See, it's just so funny. There's so many other mounting options for these cameras now. You know, Yak Attack makes so much great stuff. Um, it's, it's a lot easier now than uh, what we were doing back then. And the great thing about this particular Scotty mount is you can mount the camera up, or if you want, you can mount it to the side. To mount the GoPro, simply put it up as high as you can, right around where the rubber mount starts. Tighten it down as much as you possibly can. There's a great feature on the Scotty light rope pole here. There's a, an O-ring. You can attach a safety line to your camera just in case something happens and it falls off. Now you can see once you've got it mounted like that, simply place it into your Scotty rod holder, pop it down, and it's now within arm's reach so that you can get it st started and stopped whenever you need to while you're on the water. For some more exotic shots or underwater shots, which the GoPro is great at, I can highly recommend getting yourself one of these Scotty Outriggers. Now what you can do is take the pontoon right off, attach the GoPro right to the end of the Outrigger pole like this, dip it down into the water, and you can get some great cool cruising shots as you're working your way through the flats. Finally, this setup makes a great underwater rig. The GoPro is waterproof to 30 meters, which is well above and beyond what you need to get awesome underwater shots of your fish. Simply turn the pole upside down and dunk it into the water beside your fish. And that's how to mount a GoPro, and that's your kayak fishing rigging tip of the week. For more tips and your chance to win a fantastic kayak fishing package that includes an Ocean Kayak Trident Fishing Kayak and Ex Officio Clothing, visit kayakfishingshow.com. I had the pleasure of fishing with the new Humminbird 798 CI Side Imaging Combo Fish Finder. This thing was sweet. With a built-in internal 50-channel GPS WAAS receiver, you're never going to be lost. And our fish finders have come a long way since them as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, the... Uh... You can check out the Ray Marine I use now is insane compared to those. It's been a busy day for Jim, but the best part about being a professional angler is there's always fresh seafood for dinner. In San Diego, my wife and daughter can be turned into a tasty treat. It's like a piece of plastic. That out. What is that? It's a quill. It's been another great year for Jim, discovering new places, meeting new people, and catching lots of fish. But Jim's adventures are far from over. Tune in next season and join Jim for more high-flying adventures from the seat of his ocean kayak. Said nothing like being able to eat your bait. <laughs> and that uh, calamari is delicious. Stop that so I don't have to listen to it. Um, oh, so you dragon... Uh, Tails fishing by Bobby <laughs> got the 13.5. Cool. Yeah. It's the 13.5 is awesome. Cause it's so versatile, you know, um, not quite as big and heavy as the 15. I like the 15. Uh, I've always liked longer kayaks paddling wise, but, uh, like when we, uh, I still have some 13s and we'll throw those on a rack on top of the boat and then take those out, um, offshore or out to the islands and that sort of thing. So 
really like that 13. It's still a great paddling boat and so many good features. Um, you said you were watching the video about plumbing the live well. Um, if you have any questions, let me know. Uh, yeah, I've done hundreds and hundreds of bait tanks on kayaks. Uh, the one we set up for the Kraken with the, uh, the scupper, um, the bait tank scupper uh, makes it so easy. And I really like doing it with, um, with a stand pipe inside rather than an overflow. So again, if you have any questions, shoot them my way. I'd be happy to help you out. Uh, Facebook user, obviously watching on um, our group page. I'm not sure who that is. Uh, you have to give permission for it to show your name. Uh, yeah, it is amazing how things have changed. And, you know, I've been kayak fishing for way, way before I started the show. So the, the way things I've seen change is, is absolutely amazing. And it's all been good. And it's it's gotten more people on the water. There's a lot more kayaks. Um, there's I always say there's there's now really a kayak for everyone. You know, back in the day, you'd say, well, you know, you either need a big boat uh, or you need a fast boat. Um, and there wasn't a whole lot in between. And now there's just it, there's a kayak for every situation and for every person. <laughs> Sorry, my, my dog just came in for a visit. He wants me to. His dog is tennis ball obsessed, aren't you, Joey? Um, let's see. I love the Trident Great Kayak. Um, they made a torque edition. Yeah, I had a I had a, a Trident Torque uh, or Prowler. I don't remember what they called it. It was or was it just the Ocean Kayak Torque? But I had one of those. Um, that, that was a super fun boat too. <laughs> um. You've been looking for a K crate. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't have the K crate, it's not quite as easy, but I mean, like I say, you can use any container to make a bait tank, but uh, the K crate was very, very easy. I don't think they're available through Jackson kayak anymore, but uh, if you can track one down, um, where are you located? Uh, what, what, where exactly are you? Um, because I might be able to find one for you in this general area. It's just, I'm not going to go shipping anything. So, um, aficionado how do your tactics change when winter fishing for yellowtail i've been fishing deeper water like canyon edge and any deep structure that i can find but it seems like yellowtail are few and far between well and that's the thing is you know you look from august september october november you're seeing more schooly fish and you know you're slow trolling those live mackerel during the winter you know as we always say you get those home guard the fish that are always there um and you will get schools. The fish tend to be bigger in the winter, but your, your tactics have to change. So it, it sounds like you're doing the right thing. Pay attention to your meter for sure. Um, pay attention to the birds because the fish will come up to the surface and it won't necessarily be a whole bunch of birds working, but maybe just one bird kind of wheeling back and forth over the surface and kind of dipping and don't be afraid to throw the iron, um, whether it's a surface iron, and, but definitely have not just um, doing a dropper loop and that sort of thing, but uh, fishing the yo-yo or the butterfly jig. You know, a heavy jig that gets down that you can uh, work that way. You can get down to a fish. If you meter a fish, you want to be able to be able to drop that jig down fast and uh, and then crank it up as fast as you can after you're yo-yoing. So a lot of different ways um, to, uh, to address the cold water. But um, a lot of times it, it 
can be in wintertime, kind of be an early morning bite. Uh, and just again, keep an eye on those birds, keep an eye on your meter. And you can still slow troll if you're going to slow troll. I would definitely, you know, maybe a sliding egg sink or something, get that thing trolling deeper. Uh, we certainly get the big yellow tail. We certainly get white sea bass this time of year. So, uh, but no, you're, the thing is that the fish are fewer and farther between. You're not going to catch as many fish this time of year, but you may catch a lot more big fish. And, and that's always cool. Palm Coast. Oh, in Florida? Well, I can't help you there. <laughs> um, have you checked with customer service? Have you tried with uh, Jackson Kayak at all? They may have some around. Um, and um, I don't know. I, I said, I, I don't know how many of the old cake crates are around. So I know I've got one extra. And um, I said, it's, it's more a matter of I can either keep it for my kayaks here or, but I, I don't want to have to ship it. I just don't have to deal with that right now. Um, what's that? Uh, I bought the Kraken to use for some Beyond the Breakers fishing. I have a few friends that fish the inlets in under two miles out. Yeah, no, that's what it's made for. It's made for, it's made for covering miles. It's a great paddling boat. Gary Myers, <laughs> what's happening with you, man? Uh, the March white sea bass as soon as the mackerel move in off the kelp in La Jolla. Uh, there's been some white sea bass around. Um, so it, there have been some around. Um, the thing about white sea bass, they may be around and just not biting. So that's the thing. Um, sorry about that. Have you tried the Orion cooler as a seat on your Jackson's only on the big boats, um, like on a big rig, uh, and that sort of thing. I've never, I mean, on my boats that I use the most, the Kraken, that sort of thing. I don't. And then of course on my blue sky, I've got that nice swivel seat. If you guys haven't fished out of a blue sky, <laughs> those things are so much fun to fish out of so much fun to fish out of, you know, it's not a punch through the surf kind of boat at all, but it is such a fun boat to fish off of. Um, I took that out to the kelp beds um, and standing up side casting to, to calicos and, you know, you see fish here, you see fish there and just being able to pivot in your seat, just like I'm doing here, maybe not quite as smooth, but <laughs> that, that is just a super fun boat. That's actually the, uh, I mentioned we're going to be doing a shoot in Louisiana in, um, in March, and that is going to be fishing off the blue skies. And for that sight casting in the uh, for in, in the flats for the redfish and stuff, it, it is just a, such an awesome, awesome boat. Uh, it's got all of a sudden we're getting a bunch of questions. Uh, let's see, and I appreciate it. I love the questions. Thank you guys. Uh, Pilot Pete Productions again, watching from Kayak Fishing Tales, and I love to see that. Thank you guys for watching at Kayak Fishing Tales and subscribing over there. Uh, a big fan of the show may I ask a question about kayak and sizing per the angler size. Yeah. What's the question? <laughs> you know, so much comes into play when you're, when you're looking at kayaks and angler size, um, you know, cause some people say, well, I'm, you know, 250 pounds. Well, are you 250 pounds and six foot five, or are you 250 pounds and five foot two? You know, it, it all changes. Um, so, like I said, you, you have to 
what kind of water are you going to be paddling? Are you going to be offshore? Are you going through the surf? Are you uh, small ponds? Are you doing rivers? There's so many variables. And then there's also the, sorry, my dog literally has just brought me five tennis balls. He is obsessed. Joe. It's golden retriever. Anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, yeah, so there's so many variables on uh, the based on the type of water, your height, your size. Uh, and as I was starting to say, there is there are people who are just straight up unstable. I mean, I've taken out clients and the second they sit in the kayak, you can see that they are not stable. Um, they don't have any natural go with the motion, go with the movement of the water. You know, you let stay loose in your hips, let the boat move underneath you and your head stays down the center line. So there, there's so much that comes into play. Um, so, I mean, if you, if you gave me a height, weight type of water, I could give a recommendation. Um, at least in the Jackson line. And, um, and, I'm, and I'm happy to help out, but uh, there's a lot of variables. And then again, that, that just being stable and being comfortable, um, knowing what you can and cannot get away with in a kayak. Um, you know, I forever used uh, the Ocean Kayak Scupper Pro, which was, you know, about this wide and almost 15 feet long. And, you know, I was super comfortable in it because I, I surfed in, you know, my whole life and was just comfortable sitting on a board and, and, and that. Uh, but I would use that for clients. And, man, I had a lot of swimmers uh, because they would do the old, you know, looking for a rod behind them like this. And all of a sudden their head's off the center line of the boat and they're swimming. So, you know, so much comes into play. Um So, uh, well, actually, you threw this out there. I uh, was using the Orion cooler they have right now. Are you talking? I'm sorry. Were you talking about using, was Lynn towards using the Orion cooler? Were you, you still talking about using it as a seat or are you talking about using it as a bait tank? Um, personally, I wouldn't use an Orion cooler for a bait tank. Um, because it's just too darn expensive. Um, it's a great cooler, so I wouldn't want to use it as a bait tank. <clears throat> I also, um, it would put you way too high. If you wanted to sit on that in a Kraken, you'd be way too high up. Uh, that's not what that boat was made for. Um, was that I'm 5'5", 120 pounds, avid SoCal coast angler. I purchased a Hobie during the pandemic and I think I made the wrong purchase. Well, it depends on which Hobie you got uh, because obviously you're not a very large person. And if you got a PA, it's probably more boat than you need. I mean, that, that's a big, wide, ridiculously stable platform. I mean, I've known people who like that. I, I'm seeing again, it, it comes down to preference. I, I remember I had this client who was a smaller guy who absolutely loved the big wide kayaks. He just felt better in it. Where for me having that big wide boat just meant I was paddling around a barge. So at five, five, 120, I mean, you could certainly go with a much smaller boat. It, again, and I don't know if you said you, you got the, uh, uh, let's say I think I'm trying to see if you, 
I picked up a Hobie Mirage Sport, and I'm not even that familiar with that one. Um, I'm used to more of their fishing boats. Uh, Nicholas, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. Yes, I need to come and fish some peas. I was talking to Patrick about coming up to Florida in uh, in uh, March or April, so it's a possibility. Um, I'm not looking to take my entire skiff load of tackle, so I went to the Mirage Sport, and now I'm thinking of selling it. Um, yeah. Did you try the Outback? The new Outbacks are really nice and they're not nearly as big and bulky as the PA, but you have more room, more fishability, I think, than that sport. Um, the uh, Jackson Kayaks, uh, their um, CUDA FD, the CUSA FD uh, are, are great platforms. They're in the pedal drive, if that's what you were looking for is a pedal drive. Um, and they're not that big bulky boat that you get with, like I said, the, the Hobie PAs or anything like that. Um, I think I hit all the questions really quick there. Uh, all of a sudden they all came in right at the end of the show. So I do appreciate again, everybody who has joined us here today and do please share it with your friends. Again, if you can take a look at uh, Kayak Fishing Tales, if you're not watching over on YouTube already, uh, go over to Kayak Fishing Tales and subscribe. Even if you prefer watching it over here and be more on Facebook, at least on the YouTube, if you subscribe, you're more likely to get notified of a, um, of a new broadcast where, again, that's our big issue with Facebook right now is people just aren't seeing that we're coming on the air. Um, I'll throw these discount codes up for you one more time. And this is for a band of anglers on their spool tech line of lures for the week, a 15% discount. If you use this yak, uh, yaks 06 15, uh, use that to get a discount at a band of anglers. There it is, a band of anglers.com. Um, so we're kind of uh, at the tail end. Again, we'll be back here on Tuesday. We'll be airing our episode from Aguila de Osa in uh, Costa Rica with our friend Esteban Gutierrez will be joining us here live. So I hope you can join us. And again, Patrick Sabil from Band of Anglers joins us at the beginning of every episode to go over one of his lines of lures. So uh, again, thank you so much. If you are going fishing this weekend, Please be safe. There's big surf right now here in California. If you're going out there, please always remember to wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. Y'all take care.
Oh, now I'm going free and